0: Jim Rice, Senior Fellow of Cambridge Judge Business School and Vice Chairman of the Governance Institute in the USA. Can you tell me regarding Obama's health reform bill how you think it will affect health care in the USA?
1: The new bill is complex and large. It is likely to have a large impact over the next decade, it's still a little bit uncertain to predict precisely how it will influence the health care for individuals and the costs, but certainly it's going to be landmark legislation. It's $938 billion over the next 10 years. It's 2,000 pages long. So it's a real challenge for all of the policy analysts and politicians and health care providers to really understand all of its nuances, but I'd be happy to try and distill perhaps unfairly three key observations and potential impacts from the bill. First and foremost, the bill will provide for approximately 32 million people to now have health insurance coverage. Uh, Many of those won't. Uh, actually begin receiving that coverage until the year 2014. So big expansion of coverage is important, and it moves the United States finally into other industrialized nations that do have fairly comprehensive coverage for its population. The second key impact of the bill is it's going to move a huge amount of money into an already very expensive health care delivery system And so that is going to be bedeviling our efforts to and the pressures and the need for cost containment. But that initial money will be helpful to the healthcare providers to expand coverage of their primary care activities, which will be positive. Third, and this is important, I believe, also, the provisions of the bill, appear to substantially expand pressures for reporting and therefore more accountability and transparency of how well the healthcare delivery system is going to perform both in terms of quality and cost effectiveness. So I think those are three key outcomes. There's many complications and we can talk about that later in our conversation.
0: Now, if we get down to the nitty-gritty of how individuals will benefit, do we know how and when it will actually impact on the lives of families in America?
1: The initial impact over the next five years will be that this 32 million approximate citizens will now have access to insurance coverage, which will provide them greater choice of seeking care, hopefully, Seeking care in a wise way, that means looking for use of preventive medicine, seeking primary care before they get too ill and have to go into a very expensive acute care hospital system. The other impact it looks like is more choice for uh, individuals that currently have insurance. They are to receive vouchers to give them a choice of Uh, health plan and carrier. Uh, Most people are hopeful that that is going to help achieve some competitive natures to drive down the hospital costs. And I think the last individual impact on the average citizen that we're quite hopeful will come from the bill is a continued bright spotlight shining on the need for quality and safety advances We have, in the past three years, made substantial improvements there. So the quality of care for those that can get it has been good. This should expand the number of people that can access that high-quality care and make it even higher quality by looking at continuous clinical process improvements. It's also unclear what the bill will have as an impact on citizens that have chronic disease, 70-plus percent of our nation's expenditures are going for chronic disease in the acute care setting. That's an untenable situation, and we're hopeful that elements of this bill will drive a greater focus on disease management for chronic disease, attacking our huge childhood and adult obesity challenges. Um, But that still is um, an a hope. We don't know for sure how the bill will help attack those issues.
0: And what about the the negative impact? Is it going to raise expectations that can't be met? Because there were some advantages of the American system. It, it led to a lot of innovation in healthcare.
1: It's a good question. I think we will still have a drive, and both economic and philosophical, to pursue innovation. So I don't think that will be materially disrupted by this. I think you are quite right that it is now raising expectations among the population for two countervailing factors. One is a positive one that they are very optimistic that they will soon have coverage and better coverage from an insurance perspective. The difficulty is that as they come into an already stressed healthcare system, wanting more care, demanding more services, it's not at all clear that we have the capacity, both in terms of physicians and hospital capacity, to meet that need. So there may be some frustrations, at least in the next uh, five to seven years, that there will be increasing demand because of the expectations, and with the inability to quickly meet that demand we may have some of the frustrations that the uk's had over the past decade in terms of getting access to care perhaps some waiting until we can increase our capacity
0: and also, if, if we look to Europe, if we look to Britain, if we look further afield, will it have an impact on other health care systems? We might even, Britain, say, well, actually, we did it first at the end of the Second World War in the 1940s. We had the National Health Service.
1: Yes. Well, the National Health Service uh, has been a stalwart and a benchmark for many nations over the last several decades. And the changes and uh, refinements that you've been making over the last 10 years have been impressive. It's uh, a lot that we in the U.S. can learn there on how you've approached and are approaching clinical governance. Our two nations are actively involved in exchange activities to improve quality and safety. That's got to be very positive for our <clears throat> the citizens of our nations. I think that um, there's a number of things that, other countries can watch on this, not just the politics of getting complicated legislation through. I, I think all nations have to be careful about watching how another nation makes their laws occur. It's that old joke, watching sausages being made and laws being enacted are two activities you never really want to watch happen. And. You
0: just want the the end product, to eat the sausage or or to receive the health (laughs) care.
1: Yes, that's really true. I I think that um, some of the things that we all need to benefit from in the coming decade, there's about 200 nations in the world. All of these nations are dissatisfied with the performance of their health sector. All of us are trying to explore new ways to get better value for money. And One of the things that our nation is taking a black eye for, there's been two factors. Uh, Millions that haven't had coverage, well that now seems to be resolved by this new landmark legislation. The second is we spend more per person or more per hospital admission and more as a percentage of GDP than any other nation in the world and that can't be sustained. Unfortunately, this bill does not do too much yet to attack the underlying costs of our uh, situation. But it's going to take a significant amount of uh, time to discuss what causes that differences. Part of it is we have very well compensated healthcare professionals. We have a hunger and an embrace for new technologies which other nations uh, are interested in and want to emulate. But we've got to balance that with a greater focus on primary care greater focus on protecting and promoting health. We're not doing a good enough job in that realm in this nation. This law is not going to help that. And the other 200 nations in the world still are not focusing enough of their investment into the health sector for protecting and promoting health. Studies that we were involved with with USAID and World Bank over the years show that uh, often only – Two to four percent of the GDP is going in for the matter factors that really make a difference that really matter on health protection, health promotion. So this law is not making a dent on that, so I don't think other nations can learn anything from that. I think, however, the pursuit of greater transparency, more accountability, uh, making The performance metrics of hospitals and doctors available on the Internet, that kind of transparency will be encouraged by this law, and I think all nations can do and must do a better job in our collective pursuit for value for money that we let the citizens know what things really cost and what the true quality is and how organizations and practitioners are improving or not improving.
0: So basically, it's not just going to have a huge impact in America. Um, it's also going to have a, a big, if you like, spin out across the globe.
1: Yes, I think the cross national challenges of healthcare spending, healthcare innovations, process improvements are going to be very large. We all can and must work together. It's uh, so large a part of our local national economies, and the spread of transnational diseases and challenges to health are going to just increase, so this commerce of ideas among nations is going to be very, very important, and hopefully the kinds of things that the Judge School of Business is doing to attract international health leaders and foster exchange between the public and private sector, like we see happening in the Cambridge Health Network, that's going to help Uh, surface practical ideas that can be sustained. That should be our hope at any rate.
0: Jim Rice, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today, Senior Fellow, Vice Chairman of the Governance Institute in the USA. I've enjoyed it very much.
1: Thank you so much.